What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Reliable HVACR live stream slash podcast. You already know. You can watch this uh, after it airs if you missed it. You can also listen on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen. And uh, today we got a special guest. Uh, We got a really impressive uh, young dude killing it in the HVAC uh, industry. So none other than Anwar. Let me bring him on real quick. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Anwar. Um, I'm from out in Detroit. I'm an HVAC uh, owner and technician, and it's a pleasure to be here, man. I always watch uh, Reliable uh, Adrian's podcasts and uh, live streams, and it's it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Uh, we got a lot of uh, you know viewers out there, a lot of young guys. So I think it's important to have uh, some other young guys on here, like yourself. You know, I've had you know some of your uh, group on here too, uh, Adam and stuff. So uh, you're from, you said Detroit, right? Yep. Yep. I'm out in Detroit. Yep. How's the weather out there? Is it warming up already? Yep. Yep. No, I think summer's uh, going into a full effect. This, um, this past week was climbing up into the high seventies and now it's going up into the eighties. So people turn on their ACs, not working or calling for estimates. So it's definitely stuff has been picking up. And then, uh, your winters get bad too, right? So you have like a, basically a 50, 50, you know, no heat, no call. Yep. Yep. So yeah, basically we got all four seasons out here. So our winters are pretty bad. Our summers are pretty good. Um, the yeah, winters can go down to about the ze- like below zeros and then summers will go up to above 90. But um, yeah, we just passed uh, this winter and it wasn't really too bad, thankfully. Oh, no. That, I always find it interesting. You know, I always ask people about the weather and stuff. Of course, you know, we're already in into May, end of May. So everybody's already getting that that summer um, weather and stuff. So more than likely, everybody already has hot weather. But I'm always interested because of the winter, because Texas doesn't know what winter is. You know, the coldest we get when it's like a freeze warning is like under 30 degrees, which doesn't happen every year. Sometimes we have really warm uh, winters, which maybe maybe we'll get into the 40s. So like. If you're saying it gets below zero out there, I don't know how y'all deal with it. I I wouldn't be able to. I'm over here like 50, 60. It's it's too cold for me already. Yeah, no. To be honest, um, I I don't run into it too much. Thankfully, I just do mainly like say 75% residential and then 25% light commercial. But oh, okay. Definitely gets uh, it gets cold up on the roof during the winter. Um, <laughs> But yeah, as long as long as your troubleshooting is pretty well, you're you should be fine. Uh, installs don't go too long, like too far. But yeah, um, yeah, you definitely you you get used to it. <laughs> uh, okay, so then you do both residential and commercial. Yep, yep. I do some residential, uh, commercial. I I actually my my portfolio is pretty wide. I'm trying to I'm trying to actually narrow it down a little bit more. Oh, okay, yeah. It's always good to find your little uh, your niche or whatever. Like we could honestly, as HVAC techs, we could do anything we want to, right? Uh, we do a little bit of electricity, plumbing. Um, as far as like the HVAC itself, we do, you know, you can be under 20 tons, over 20 tons, chillers, industrial, you know, it's a very, it's a very big trade. And, uh, you know, we're basically qualified to do, you know, more than 75% of that. And then uh, once you find something you like, I think that's always a good thing. Like I, I love kitchen uh refrigeration so that's what i try to stick to 
but I can do AC work. I turn away the residential stuff because I just I can't. I don't like doing that. So it's always good to uh, to narrow it down and get really good. Or like Ben says, you know, master your craft. Uh, be really good at what you do. So uh, you do. Uh, do you have a preference over residential and commercial? Yes. Um, I'm happy you asked that. So I'd say my service, I'd rather like commercial because it's, I feel like it's a little bit more challenging. Um, Residential service gets a little bit boring at times, depending on what (laughs) areas you serve. Um, But commercial service is always fun. Um, Residential, a residential install is always going to be like, I've learned that recently. I like residential install a lot better than commercial install. I just feel like there's more um, craft to it. So like sheet metals instead of curb adapters, um, you know, I don't know, like exhaust, uh, line sets, you know, like there's just a little bit more to it that I like more rather than like commercial industrial or commercial, uh, uh, installs where it's just almost drop in, drop out. Yeah. There's way more to it in residential. And that's what I, I kind of prefer to watch that as far as content, you know, I rather do commercial, so I'm good with just, you know, swapping out the unit. Uh, the most I have to worry about is like a curb adapter or, or anything like that. But, uh, I like watching, you know, you know, guys, and I've seen your work too. You, you know, you have good work as well, as far as like content that you post on Instagram and stuff. But uh, you know, you know, Jeff, Howard Mechanical, you know, all those awesome guys that do the those amazing installs. I like watching that stuff because there's so much that goes into the residential stuff. Running, like you said, running the line sense, doing the duct work, uh, getting all that stuff, you know, prepped and put in. For me, it's cool to watch. I just, I'm not going to do it. I, I'm, I'm going to stick to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. And I definitely get it. I don't know. I feel like with me, um, I definitely understand that. I like the commercial service so much more like refrigeration. Um, it gets tense at times. Like I'm sure you can relate with like busy kitchens and like the high demand of it. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what makes it so fun, you know? And like, um, I feel like you just see so much more than like residential service, residential service. Sometimes it's just, see the same thing over and over yeah it's like a, a bad cap a bad motor like exactly. you do it all do it all the same um so you do uh kitchen work too like commercial refrigeration in the kitchens yep yep i just um i just stay away from the hot side of it so i mainly do like walk-in coolers walk-in freezers prep coolers reach coolers i just stay away from like ovens and um stuff like that yeah they're they're similar but they're they're i, I'm, I don't have fun working on the hot side, you know, my dad does that stuff. And I used to do or used to be like a helper for that. And I would change out parts and this and that, but I never got it like super into it. Uh, It's good business. So like, it's good for us to do both. Especially where I'm at, you know, a lot of the companies here do both. But I don't know, it's, it's just something about the refrigeration that really got me. So I love, you know, walking coolers and freezers, ice cream machines, ice machines, all that stuff is like really cool to me. And then there's a whole bunch of like coolers that you get to see that are like built in, you know, they'll, they'll be like the make line or the prep coolers where they're making the food. I do a lot of pizza places. So like, you know, pizza places have their own version of a, of a cooler and then a sandwich place might have a different version, even though they're like the same brand. Some of them have their own specific uh, coolers and it's built to how they want to use it. So it's always fun. You know, I, I tell people they're all the same. But each one is going to be a challenge because you got to figure out, you know, how it works, how they use it, uh, the way they abuse them. You know, they they treat them like crap. So then you got to go in there and figure out what they did to it. Um, 
but it's all fun. Like you said, the challenge is always going to be there. Um, and that that's my niche. That's what I prefer, the commercial refrigeration. Yeah, I, I definitely understand. I feel that. Um, I feel like with me, my favorite, if I had to actually come down to decide, I'd say um, just residential install and commercial service. It's I know they're two different, way two different elements. Yeah. But, um, I feel like those are like the most exciting, you know, for me. Well, that's a good, like, I guess a good pick from both sides because it's, and that's actually the the more challenging on the on the other side. You know, the install on the on the residential side, I think, is more challenging for residential work. And then the commercial side, you know, putting in a new commercial unit or equipment is not that hard at all. Yeah, um, as an installer, it's like it's almost like almost no work because it's mainly yeah. just the adapter and gas you, and, uh, and wire or just uh, cable. For H, yeah, for HVAC, it's it's just drop in and then you you hook it up. Um, if it's like a commercial refrigeration, you're just giving them a new unit. I mean, there's not much to do on the reefer side unless you're building a box or something, but, uh, yeah, those two are like the, the more challenging, uh, like you said, the install for the residential. And then I love troubleshooting, uh, commercial stuff just because, you know, there's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I used to hate it when I started cause I, I would, it would eat at me, uh, <laughs> especially after work, right? You get your ass kicked by a unit and you're like, you go home and it's such, it's just bothering you. But the more practice you get, the more experience you get, you get better at it. And then it, it just feels better the next time, you know, you get to fix it quicker, you figure it out quicker, and then you get to, you know, get in and out, go to the next call. And every call that you finish is like an accomplishment and it's rewarding. That's another thing that I like about this trade. It's, it's very rewarding whether like like when i talked to adam he said that one of his favorite things is residential and that's what he loves right he loves the talking to, to the people uh the homeowners and stuff like that but then he also it's rewarding to him because he fixed an ac unit for a family that you know didn't have any cooling or something like that and they have kids so that's that's his favorite thing about that and for me it's like on the commercial side they have product right freezers they can't afford for all that food to go bad or anything like that. So they need you there at all hours of the night or whatever time it goes down, they need you there and they need you to fix it. So it's rewarding. And that's, that's one thing that I like about it. Yeah. I'd say, I think my, one of my favorite things about like really the trade is just how contagious everything is. So like with me, I didn't really, um, when I, after like, I'll explain actually first before I get into this uh, category mm -hmm. is before, like, how I got into HVAC was it was really like it wasn't my first career choice. My first career choice was I wanted to become a nurse. Um, okay. I knew I wanted to help people, but I just like, you know, I just seen my career sheet at school and I was like, well, this one sounds, you know, like the best to me. And I was going to school and I didn't really like it as much. Um, like I didn't really like it. I was paying for school because I couldn't get financial aid. So it really tested me and I was like, I don't know if I want to become a nurse that much. Um, okay. I, I got a job with my pops as just the HVAC tech. And like, I think after like a month of working with him, I was like, you know what, uh, I, should, I should probably go to school for this. And even during that time, I told myself, all right, I can go to school. This will be a meantime, a meantime option for me, just until I can build my, you know, my, build myself up and really just find out what else I want to do. Maybe okay. whatever it was. And um, yeah, so I ended up going to school and I was working at the same time with my pops. Um, I did that for a few years. And yeah, I ended up changing my mind. I was like, I just seen such a bright future with um, my industry. I was like, I, I don't know why I should leave. 
Um, but my, my favorite thing about really like this industry is so much change can happen not only with yourself, but with the people around you. So what that means is like a lot of people in my community, I'm pretty, I'd like to say I'm well known around my community. A lot of people have seen me kind of change my life around, you know, or not maybe not change my life around completely, but they've seen me like um, come from nothing, you know, into something beautiful. And um, for me, that actually, that's like, how I say this? it's beautiful to be able to like inspire people that they could really do that as well. You know, like, mm -hmm. and that's why uh, I actually, I have the pleasure of having a page called HVAC Visionaries. I'm not sure if you guys heard of it or not. Some people may or, or may not, but um, that we basically, we're trying to, um, we're trying to basically advocate for people to get into the trades. We're showing just a better experience than what's already shown, like what's already told to us. When people are like told about the trades, it's, they don't really get the full experience of how, it really, really is. And it's hard to do so, but um, usually there's a lot of bad stigma around it. And, you know, we're really just trying to change that and just un like open eyes to people. And I, I appreciate what you guys are doing because that's a, that's the one thing that I always tell people. I'm like, I wish I had known about this sooner. Right. Cause I went to, or I, I finished high school and I, I feel like I, I felt like I needed a break. Right. I didn't want to go to school right away. So I took a year off and then I didn't know what to do. So I went, you know, everybody, wants you to go to college uh makes you go to college if you don't go to college you know that's it's a it's a horrible thing so uh i went i enrolled i took some uh what do you call them the basics right my math english all that stuff while i was deciding what to to do with it and uh the only thing that interested me was like uh electrical engineering which would have been a completely different path but uh my dad was he kind of self-taught him or he taught himself how to do that whole uh, hot side, the commercial kitchen, because he was an electrician before. So then he got into it and I kind of, I, I mean, I remember seeing him studying, reading all the books, uh, going to all the training that he could get. Like he really went all in because he knew how good that, that industry was for him. Right. And then he wanted, or then I ended up helping him as a helper, you know, changing out parts, doing little things here and there. And then he kind of told me, he's like, you know, there's a refrigeration side. I need somebody, you know, to help me. Maybe we can, you know, I, he kind of offered it up as like a partnership because he doesn't do that stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll look into it. There was a, a course that I could take at my school and I got into it and I was just like, you know, blown away. I fell in love with it. Um, I've always loved fixing stuff. So it was, it was perfect for me. And you know, when people ask me if, if this is a trade to get into, there's always a need for air conditioning, heating. And then for me, there's always a need for, uh, there's always restaurants. There's always going to be restaurants till the end of the, till the end of time, right? You know, they have product, they need freezers, they need coolers. And then their customers are dining in, they need the AC on as well. So like that stuff never goes out. It's it's uh, recession proof, as everybody likes to say. So, like I said, during the whole pandemic, everybody was I, I'm pretty sure everybody is questioning their uh, careers. But us as HVAC techs, you know, we got right back to it. And, you know, there's there's a lot of money to be made. So, like I said, I appreciate you guys, uh, the HVAC visionaries. I I've had Adam on here. Uh, if you guys can show the younger guys, you know what it's all about. That's great. And I love the stuff that you guys are posting. I appreciate it, brother. That means the world uh, coming from you. I, I used to watch your, um, your, um, I still do, but I used to, like, I had watched your content, like, 
for a minute. That's how I actually like got better at my commercial service, which is watching your stuff, to be honest. I always watch it. And then, you know, then I'm like, man, like, it's crazy how one person can change another person's life. And it's like contagious because I want to do it with other people. And then I'm sure what whatever yeah. we do at HVAC Visionaries is going to want to, you know, pass down to other people. So it's really it, crazy. It's definitely uh, contagious, like you said. So like, you know, when I started or when I got online, I found Chris from HVACR videos, Tito from uh, HVACR vlogger, you know, all the OGs, uh, Dave, NorCal Dave, uh, HVAC survival, you know, all those on YouTube, I just stumbled upon them. And then it made me want to do better. It made me, you know, want to do this. And then I got into the content stuff and then I started getting messages that people, you know, learn from my videos, which I was never, that was <laughs> never the intention. I was just doing it for fun. And uh, it's crazy. So that community, uh, top notch over on Instagram. Uh, I'm glad that there's more people doing it. So like I said, HVAC Visionaries, uh, uh, that's a great group of guys right there. And all of you guys are like early 20s, I believe. Yep. yep. We're all under 25. That's that's crazy, man. So uh, where are you from originally? So um, I'm outside of Detroit. It's called a city called Dearborn. But like ethnicity wise, um, my family um, they actually immigrated from Yemen. It's a it's a country over in the Middle East. Um, okay. A lot of people aren't probably too familiar with them, but um, yeah, my family came here back in um, 1980. Been here oh, for okay. quite some time. Um, but yeah, no, it's actually I'm I'm happy you mentioned um, about your papa getting you into the industry because um, I also wanted to mention like how applicable this uh, our industry is to almost everybody. So say whether you want to become um, a businessman and you want to basically, you know, you want to open a, a business, you can open it at whatever scale you, you want to. There's that's there's so many different avenues and businesses um, in that scale or say something more realistic. So like my pops, um, my pops, he actually, uh, he, he didn't go to school for HVAC. He's almost speak. He speaks like a lick of English, but he knows how to do <laughs> HVAC and refrigeration. And that's the, like, if that tells you something, I don't know what does, or if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Cause um, yeah, it, you could literally make a name out of yourself. Just, you know, just hard work. It, it's, it's the trade. It's the industry. Like, like I said, my dad saw, something in it for him and he went he went after it of course hot side I, like i said it's kind of similar you know it's like a lot of gas stuff uh equipment you know they have some of the some of the parts are similar some of the the stuff works the same and it's it's in the kitchen so like they go hand in hand but that kind of stuff like we need more qualified good techs um it, there's always going to be demand there's always going to be a need and stuff changes like uh let me i need to go through the comments but uh stuff changes all the time so we're constantly being challenged we have to keep up now i'm starting to see a lot of the digital stuff um as far as like commercial refrigeration right the i i was doing all mechanical old school for the longest time and then like within the past mm -hmm. year year or two we started getting all the boards and the walk-ins now I'm not having good luck with them. They're all shorting out, but uh, you know, we have all that, the electronic exp expansion valve. So it's, it's challenging. So there's always something for you. Cause I could never just sit at, sit at home or in an office, you know, trying to do this, the same thing every day, typing up paperwork. I don't know what, whatever they do. I can't do that. I need to be on the road 
call to call, you know, I, I might have an AC unit that, like I said, kicks my ass, but at the end of the day, I fix it. I feel great. Yeah, no, yeah. Those small winds definitely lead up, man. Um, what's crazy is like, um, you're right. You actually, you like, you build up yourself throughout your career. And that's, what's crazy. It's like, um, not only yourself physically, but like basically financially, um, say what you learn, you add up like every, every obstacle you go through, you end up adding to your arsenal of, you know, of whatever is troubleshooting or your installation skills. So, um, yeah, it's crazy to actually build yourself. Just keep on building. And one thing I do want to shout out is like a lot of people who are like building. And what I mean by that is like, they have full on, you know, um, you know, uh, full-time jobs. And then after are running their own jobs to build, you know, just keep it going. And, you know, it's, it says a lot, you know, people are out here building their own futures, especially in our industry. So, so you, you, you said you started with your dad, uh, working. Correct. Is that is that the company you stayed with, or did you go to another company? Uh, no, yeah. after that. Yeah. So after I um, so I was a, an apprentice with my dad for about two years and a half, and after that, I actually um, I opened my own company and I ran it for a few years, two three years, and then I was like, you know, let me take a break for a little bit. Um, I stopped doing any installs, just small service, and I um, I joined uh, I joined an industrial and commercial um, company as an installer and technician. And so I worked um, at a lot lower wage than what I, I was used to making, but you know, um, but it happens. Yeah. And I was, the way I was thinking about it, it was like, man, um, from what I know, my experience is gold. So this money isn't worth it to me. What I'm going to take with it is going to make me whatever I, you know, whatever, whatever it does. Um, but yeah. But, yeah. But there's, there's two ways to think about it. Cause like, like I said, with people, if they want to start a business, like you, you don't start at the top, right? You have to earn that. And uh, even then, you can either work 24-7 and probably make the most money you've ever made or have uh, extra off time. Like, I, I take advantage of my off time. I don't try to work every weekend, all night, every night. So there, there's different value in running a business, right? You make a lot of money, but you can also get a lot of free time. It's just, you know, how you balance it out. Yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I worked with the company for a little bit and then yeah, I realized I definitely like building my own empire a little bit more, like, mm -hmm. and I just felt comfortable with my experience that I took from them. So, you know, it, it's, and like you said, you're for anybody that was, that missed it, you're 24 and you opened up a business at, did you open it up at 23 or what age were you? Um, no, I actually opened up, I think 22. At 22, this guy opened up his own business. <laughs> this guy, uh, and 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 you did it. You did it the way that most people do. You, my dad did it the same way. He was still working at uh, a big company here locally, which is the one that that kind of offered him the the change, right, from electrician to hot side tech. They offered him a job because of how I guess like how good he was, and you know, people. He knows a lot of people. He's he's one of those guys that. He meets somebody and they're best friends right away. So he's really good with his people skills and all that. So he got into this company and he worked his way up. He went up to top manager, area manager, whatever you want to call it, relatively quick. And then he was in charge of like training all the guys. Uh, he even had two of his brothers. He gave him a job and he's like, I can train you. It's, it's not a big deal. Like my dad knew his stuff, trained my two uncles, made them from i think one was like a an alarm installer you know like a whatever mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. 
And then uh, the other one was like a, a handyman. He would install like carpets and, and things like that. He took them in and trained them. And now they have a whole new career, right? They do everything from hot side to refrigeration because then I trained them for mine. So like my dad got in there, went up to do everything for this company, but he wasn't happy, right? He would, he didn't want to be in the office. He didn't want to be um, in this office role. And he's like, I, I need to get back in the field. And he tried to, but they didn't let him, you know, he's, he was, I guess, worth more to them in the office. And uh, he's like, you know, I need to, he's always, he's always wanted to start his own business. So he started it off on the side, which is, you know, something like you did. And then you, you build on it. And that's what I tell people. That's the easiest way to get into the trade. Cause a lot of people ask me if it's like worth jumping into. And I'm like, don't go all in all at once. You know, you're going to get overwhelmed. I mean, unless you want to do that and you have a bunch of money saved up or something, uh, you can, you can try. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but uh, the best way to do it is, you know, you're, you're probably working for somebody, do some calls on the side and it doesn't have to be, just don't do it for their customers. You know, you don't want to be screwing around with that, you know, do family and friends or leave some cards in a different area that they might not service if it's the same work. Uh, like the guys with us, we don't do residential. So I tell them, yeah, you can do residential after hours. I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it. If you want to do it, you know, do it after hours. Um, and then you build, you build in your free time. I remember when my dad, when my dad started his company, he was working early on the weekends and I was in the truck with him, you know, falling asleep at six in the morning, whatever it was, cause I wasn't used to it. And uh, we were going out there to hospitals and whatever business you could pick up. And uh, you just build from there. But it's like, like you said, it's it's building an empire. It's building this company from the ground up. And I think it's rewarding. It's a good accomplishment. And I feel like a lot of people can do it if they just try. And this is a perfect field to do that in. Like there are so many different avenues and, and different things that you can do in HVAC. So like, you don't have to do residential, you don't have to do commercial, like you can do so many different things and your business can be narrowed down or niched into one little area and you'll be, you'll be good. You'll make money. Yeah, no, definitely like running a business. One thing I can say about it is like, it teaches you like how, like a, a beautiful lifestyle and um, teaches you to be disciplined, like really, really just be like disciplined and, it like it like how do I say this? Um, I'm I'm much more grateful for stuff just because I know the value of it. I know I've worked so hard for it. I know I've yeah. um I built for. It. I know I've like waited years for it. You know what I mean? Like it's you, I like that you mentioned that you know a lot of people are like they want to jump into the trade, but they want to pay back almost instantly, like before they can even you know before you even mm -hmm. begin. But like the one thing about this industry is like you just give it a few years, it'll pay you decades in the industry like as long as you have the will and you have the like dedication and the vision it's, so I, mean, I can't say it's guaranteed but almost yeah you know. <laughs> it's it's almost guaranteed yeah, i feel almost, like this yeah, yeah. this business you know it'll keep you busy as long as you're i, I think most importantly it's about doing good work and and taking pride in your work it, you you're gonna have ups and downs even us i feel like we're a great company i try not to cheat the customer i do everything i can you know, as best to my knowledge, uh, I don't go out there and, you know, lie to them or create 
anything, try to sell them anything. I go and I look at the equipment, whatever it needs. That's what I do. If it needs just a contactor, that's what I do. Just a motor, just this or that. Of course, you're going to give them recommendations on other stuff. If you notice something else uh, wrong with it, but we just always, we stayed honest and we tried to take, you know, pride in our work, do it clean, you know, the best, the best that we can do. And, uh, there's still going to be ups and downs. You're still going to lose customers here and there. Someone's always going to be cheaper than you. Someone's always going to do it dirt cheap. Uh, some companies love to go in and lose money because then they, they feel like they get the customer for, for longer, right? That they'll get more calls out of it. So there's always somebody running a special, somebody with a cheaper bid. So you're going to lose customers from time to time. We've lost big accounts, you know, and then we get, we think it's the end of the world, but it's it's not. You give it a little more time, build up your reputation, and other customers, other accounts will come looking for you, or you can go out there. We went door to door, even as a commercial company. I went re- restaurant to restaurant, leaving flyers, business cards, uh, you know, building up a website, getting all this stuff built up so that they could look at us and, and see that we're you know, we're worth looking at and that we're, we do a good job. Um, another thing is like I tell people nowadays, you know, everybody has a, a camera phone, right? Take before and after photos, take, and that that's the good thing about this whole content thing, right? They might laugh at us or they used to laugh at us, right? What are you doing recording or taking photos while you're at work? You're wasting the customer's time, this and that. It's actually, it's actually beneficial, especially for a, a small business before and after photos show washing a coil or, or doing something and you can use those in your business and get more business out of it. So there's a, there's, there's ups and downs, but for the most part, you're almost guaranteed to make money in this trade. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about the whole thing um, about, you know, other people, you know, um, underbidding or, you know, basically you come into the job it, and doing the right. It thing. happens so yeah. much down here. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially out in Detroit, man, you, you wouldn't imagine, but um I'm glad you mentioned that because I attend like I feel like most people who like get into this industry they want to get into this industry for an honest living. And like what's more like what like what's more honest when people call you for a problem they have no idea what's going on and you come and you tell them exactly what's like what's really going on. You say hey you're you have a capacitor that's um that's bad that, that's why your blower is not running. You know, maybe every year and a half, two years have a, a PM just so it doesn't, you know, get dirty or something like that. So yeah, like an honest living goes crazy i'll be honest. i um like i've how do i say this um i've had like a lot of different careers and my favorite my favorite by far is definitely the hvac because it's such an honest living that the food tastes so much better and this my sleep hits so much harder <laughs> i don't know if that makes i know sense. i know it's it's it, it still baffles me because i just talked to somebody because I, I have a i also have a buddy that i went to school with like high and that i know from high school and he opened up his own. Him and his brother have a, a residential company around here. Now, they're honest guys and they do good work. So I always recommend, you know, if, if a friend of mine needs an AC or, or whatever checked out, I don't like to do that. Like I said, even even for friends, like yeah. I, for family, I'll do it. But, you know, you know, when they find out you're an HVAC tech, I feel like everybody's like, hey, can you come look at it? Hey, can you give me a discount or this and that? So, you know, you know, it happens, but. Uh, so I have a buddy that does it and I don't have to worry about it anymore. So, uh, 
you know, I have people that, that will, you know, they might have a, a minor leak and it's like an R22 system, but I know that that's, that system is well taken care of. It might just need a new evaporator coil, something, something that can be fixed. I'm heavy on repair first. I hate, I don't like to sell. I always tell them if you want a new unit, you know, we'll do that. You can get warranty out of it. You know, all this, there's benefits to buying a new unit. But if you want to fix it, that's what I would prefer to do. And I'll give them, you know, the, the list of repairs or whatever. But um, I hear a lot from my friends when they get a, a company that goes out there. Oh, you have a, a leak, but, you know, you, you should really just get a whole new system. I'm like, well, that leak repair is probably pretty cheap to do compared to buying a new system. So now now I have my my other, like I said, my high school buddy, I, I usually tell him, you know, I got to friend that has a leak or, or needs something most most of the time it's a leak i even had one that was like a it wasn't that old it was 410 and you know anybody that goes out there they want to sell them in a unit which i hate i hate that that happens but um yeah like like i'm a repair first and uh, it's a shame you know companies come out here they just want to make a quick book if you do honest work like you said you'll you'll eat for life you'll you'll always have a a good reputation customers calling you know customers happy and when that happens they will tell other people and they'll refer you and then word of mouth is like the best advertisement exactly no i'm, I'm glad you actually mentioned that man like um the small like I, I i ran into this a lot but like the, the treatment like um the treatment between big companies and small businesses are crazy like especially because we have a lot of in like metro detroit area we have mm -hmm. tons and tons of tons of small independent businesses and we have like a few hvac companies but like the difference is huge um just from the like customers i've dealt with um you see it all the time they're always trying to like um like sell um sell newer equipment just because you know they don't want to deal with it or um but what i always see is i always feel like like um Small business owners, they always like have a little bit more love with their with the treatment. So like whether it's um, whether it's um, like you said, finding an issue rather than um, find, like say finding a leak or rather than um, like uh, trying to sell a new unit, you know, because yeah. deep down they know. Um, sure, an install is nice, but if I tell this person, if I or if I show this person, you know, um, I could fix it. And, you know, without them having to spend all that money, I know they're going to have me locked in for life, you know. So it's, yeah. it's really, really crazy. Like, and I, I always see that with, um, I, I think, you know, Gabriel HVAC SG, um, Northwest HVAC. Um, yeah. They're always like posting PM videos or cleaning videos of their small businesses. And I love that, you know, because it shows like, this is what, you know, this is what I built. This is what, you know, um, yeah, this is like what I love intent for. So yeah, definitely it's something I look up to. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, just looking through the chat real quick. Uh, so, like, at, at what age did you start? Uh, like, how long have you been in the field? About four years. Four years. That's crazy. Years. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the industry about four years, and it's been a fast four years, I'll tell you that. I got in, like, a, like I think a year before COVID, so time is time is flying by well that's good um 
I'm just looking. Let me look through the comments real quick. I had seen some comments. I was going to pull up. I lost them. Uh, let's see. Jonathan, no side jobs for me. I don't. I'm I'm the same way. I, I won't do side jobs per se. I mean, I have a business, but even if I was working somewhere, I would probably prefer the time off. Because uh, this, man, this this industry. I want everybody to know about it and get into it, but it's it's not for everybody, you know. Taking the heat, uh, being mechanically inclined, all this other stuff, but it's like a hero. It's like being a hero, to be honest. You know, like you have to be responsible. Yeah, like you know, it's a lot, it's a lot to be responsible for. So yeah, I definitely I agree with you on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. I'm old, no longer want to take side jumps. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm man, I'm I'm young man. I um, I'm trying to build, and the the amount of money you make compared to um, a wage on a job is ludicrous. And especially if you uh, if I have a business and I'm insured and I'm you know everything's legal, then yeah, why not? <laughs> man, and that gets me too. Like, um, so you guys in your state, you have to be licensed and everything. Yes, because I know some don't, which which is crazy to me. No, yeah, I'm uh, good. I'm good on all that. I don't. I don't want to lose everything. <laughs> no, well, there's some yeah. states that don't require it at all. Yeah, like no, you, anybody can do it in in some states. So that that that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, no, actually, I don't think we're. I don't even think we need to in Michigan. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I did it just because. Like, it's just. But you you're licensed and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, no. I was gonna say. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I'm licensed, insured. Um, I don't know why anyone wouldn't be because like stuff like in our industry, like I'm sure you can, you know this, but stuff can go wrong at an instant. You know, if you're, if you're not being attentive, if you're not being, um, which, yeah. which is, which is weird because like around here, like we do have to be licensed in Texas. Um, and we, we have to have, you know, the EPA and all that to buy refrigerant. Like there's, there's, there's things in place and it gets so upset because there's people that will do it on the side. And everybody wants to pay, you know, cheap for their air conditioner. So there's a lot of people that do it on the side and, and get away with like, you know, crazy stuff. You know, they don't have recovery machines. They don't have vacuum pumps. They don't have any of that equipment. They'll just, you know, fix whatever and then pump it up with refrigerant, which uh, it's a shame, but it happens a lot. And that that that, that always got on my nerves when I started because I'm like, why, why are y'all you know, out here giving us a bad, bad name, causing all these headaches. I had to take over a restaurant once and the whole thing was like ripped apart. There were these uh, Lennox units. So, you know, Lennox has all the crazy wiring on the commercial uh, rooftop units that had like a three compressors and then like it's all like wiring everywhere. Um, I don't think it was a prodigy, but it was one of those styles somebody cut all the wires it took me a while to figure out how to wire everything back together get get a because the board went bad um and they didn't i guess they didn't want to get the board or, or something and they bypassed it but they had the compressor running 24 7 without the blower motor Ooh. so that whole compressor was like a block of ice it was like snowing inside so those are people that uh probably don't are not licensed you know don't take pride in their work and then you know, either give us a bad name because then, you know, the customer doesn't trust the next company or they, they just give us a bunch of headaches. 
Yeah, no, yeah, you definitely we run into a lot of that in Detroit, unfortunately. It's uh, I'm sure, yeah, I say, I'm sure you've seen my Instagram sometimes. I tag you some some stuff <laughs> I see. Oh yeah, lines. like <laughs> like I had looked through it uh, again recently, and I remember like I think you had one where they stole like the coils and yep. a bunch of uh, that hasn't happened here, but I hear that a lot. You know, the people that steal the copper and whatever they can off the unit, I guess that that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it happens a lot more often than you think. Like. People will just take the like condenser, the A coil heat exchanger, right off the unit. It's insane. Man. Uh Brian, you know, after well, after I posted the issues with Intelligent, he's seen four other videos. Hmm. That's the one that I'm having issues with. Is uh I don't know if you've seen the Intelligent by Heatcraft. I, w- I wanna say they might have been at AHR or something. I should have went by their their booth, but I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't there long. I didn't get to do it. I ran into you though. That was cool. Yeah, uh, I yeah. saw you at the award show and then at the uh, AHR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this year was pretty sweet. Like, I, like I, I think um, last year was my first year of the expo, and then this year was my first year of the expo, and I seen so many people on Instagram. Yeah. It was like not overwhelming, but like I thought I was in like a virtually reality for a second because i seen like hundreds of people that i knew from instagram in real life and it's just like whoa a lot of people <laughs> yeah it's crazy so you went to uh the vegas one yep yep vegas was my first one yeah. and i think they mentioned you in the in the uh in the award show right the speech yep, yep. you uh, were the guy that that uh was looking for mike yep yep that was it last year was my first year and i literally went just because um, I was seeing Michael Flynn posting stuff online. I always liked all of his stuff. And I was like, I seen them promoting. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I go? It'd be a great time. And I ended up going and I ended up seeing Michael Flynn and I like at the subco booth. And yeah, I asked for a picture and, um, and then I, like, I just got close with like, the, I got more involved in the HVAC industry. And then a year later, I actually ended up being, um, like mentioned at the, the HVAC award or HVAC technical award show. So I was like from Detroit, I was like, Oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. I, I went to the, I think the Vegas one was my first one too. And I was like super overwhelmed with it. But then uh, this last time in, in Atlanta, I, th- I think I saw more people in the Atlanta one and it was like a, a good community, good showing, you know, everybody was there. The award show was like awesome. Uh, it was a good time. Oh, we got Ryan in the chat. Pretty cool shirt. Thank you. Hey. Everybody's going crazy for this logo. I need to make the, or I have, I need to make stickers for it. Uh, voltage supply issues feeding the EEV seems like one of the issues. Uh, the issue I'm having is a board yeah the board won't won't communicate to the eev which is funny i need to try and get heatcraft on the on the phone because i had tech support or something from them and they could not answer me as as to how to check this thing because uh if i run it in test mode it works but once i run it in cooling mode like it won't open the expansion valve or anything so we'll see so uh, do you got anything else going on? Any hobbies? Uh, like, how do you, 
separate or you know get off of work and try not to or take your mind off of hvac because i know it's hard i know all of us probably think about it in our sleep or have nightmares but uh what do you got what do you do to stay sane or, or hobbies or anything um so um yeah with me um as a business owner yeah my life does pretty much revolve against hvac like whether it's um inventory keeping or materials or bookkeeping whatever it is um if it's not hvac um i'm I try to go to the gym every day, so five times a week at least. Um, eating, unfortunately, I <laughs> I burn so much food that I have to eat. Like I have to spend a good amount of time, my time eating. <laughs> so um, yeah, eating. Um, I feel like probably, I feel like I used to be like that, and then the older I got, the less calories I burned. So I have to watch what I eat. <laughs> oh man, I'm, man, I'm skinny. Like I don't, I'm, I don't really gotta worry about food I eat. I have, I have to make sure I eat. <laughs> yeah, you're like my brother. I have my my middle. Cause there's three of us. I took my youngest brother. Uh, I, remember, David. I remember that. I remember that. Man. Yeah. So I have another brother in the middle. Um, and he's like you, he, he has, he has to eat so much to gain weight. Cause he was tired of being so skinny that he like went and purposely was eating all day. And he finally like gained weight, but like he's like, he's like you, me. I mean, I stay relatively, you know how I am, but I, I do have to watch. Like I, I switched to like zero sugar stuff and all, all this crap because I try to make time to work out, which is a good outlet, right? You know, I, I love sports, basketball, uh, working out. That's a good way. That's a good like therapy um, to get your mind right too. So I, I've been trying to do all that, but it's very hard, you know, when you have all this stuff going on, uh, running a business, answering calls all the time. I'm sitting in front of a computer sometimes doing uh, all the business side, running errands, and then doing all the calls that I have to do. So I know there's not a lot of time for hobbies, but I, I like to ask like if any if there's anything that helps you after work. Um, yeah, no, I like to see my family um, creating content. I know it's still work, but like creating content, um, like because sometimes, well, yeah, which is funny, but like I it is work. Right. And it's about work, but that's something that I've, I've, that I always like doing. I used to like to video edit, photo edit. So now I get to do it for work and it's like, it's like a, it's like a fun thing to do. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what I do. Like what I try to do is like when I'm not physically tired, I try to work on stuff like that, but you know, it really just comes down to balancing your energy and whatnot. I'm still, still trying to learn that. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> Yeah, no, one thing I definitely want to, um, like, get into is, like, um, I mentioned is, like, how people, like, really, like, just building, are out here building their future, like, are just becoming self-sufficient and, like, are, like, how you say this, um, just getting better and better and better every day. And it's off of honest living. That's something that's, like, crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's something that my dad instilled in me, right? Like, I saw how, how hard he worked. So, you know, that, that kind of stuck with me always trying to be better, always trying to learn more. I got all that from him, you know, hard work, all that stuff. And then, uh, I saw him running his business as an honest, honest man, honest living, uh, you know, treating everybody like family friend, like, you know, being friendly with everybody, not cheating anybody over like if we ever had a guy that tried to you know they're like oh i can make you more money by doing this or doing that my dad was like you know cut that out you know we don't need that 
it's really about your reputation and then like i don't know there, there's always like going to be like a karma thing to me like you got to watch what you're doing you know if you if you're out there ripping people off it's going to come back to you one way or another so you know i i get that about the whole honest thing and you know that's something that my dad instilled in me too and it's the best way to do things yeah i know like being in this industry definitely um tells you to be like a, like not tells you it you learn this before you get into the industry but like i feel like it instills a moral like a very good moral compass into you like just because you know everything that takes you know you're like you don't want to screw anybody over and you just want an honest living so i had a couple of questions from uh, instagram do you or what do you think is the best route for a new guy to get into the trade like i don't know i know you started with your dad and, and you ran basically ran <laughs> your own business at a very young age so you got in there kind of quick but for a new guy coming in do you have any or have you noticed a good way to get into the trade yeah so what i would say is um definitely um just being disciplined and if you work with a good company that really is um in the same vision that you're trying to go into depth with so like like a good example um like one person i look up to and like i've seen him come up in this past time um i think his name is joey i don't know his last name i think it's hvac combat um okay yeah i think I've i'm seen not him. i'm I've, i always see his installs like uh he worked with i think with jeff dem and like uh michael flynn and like it's like it's contagious like imagine we would want to work with the best of the best just because they're gonna hand you the but not hand you the best of the best but it's gonna you're going to have the best experience you possibly can. So one thing I'd want to recommend is just um, like with as open as our industry is like, like there's, we have a whole bunch of different opportunities and different avenues. So whether it's refrigeration, whether it's boilers, whether it's just heating, cooling, plumbing, whatever it is, um, mechanical. One thing I'd recommend is just do your research with um, whether it's a company you work for or, um, equipment that you service um it's just try to have the best experience you possibly can because that's what pays you the best i just want to give a quick shout out zach from hvac shop talk is in here if you guys didn't see his last video i, I kind of made a cameo in it just a heads up um and you went to you said you went to school what kind of school did you go to uh, i went to northwestern tech it's like a trade school it was only Thing like 10 months so it's not long um what's nice about it is you have like two hours of lecture of them actually um like teaching you and then other two hours of class is you working on the equipment and um oh, okay and i was in the in like i was working in the fields while i was in school because i think it was only monday to friday like 6 p.m to 10 p.m so i was still working um as a technician and then going to like going to school at night so it's like very very suitable but yeah one oh, thing okay so you did both at the same time yeah, and it helps a lot. It helps a lot. You're just being instilled. Just you know, it, like it's just easier. You know, That's yeah. If, you, if you're if you're young and you can do it, definitely. Like you know, back in the day, like I like I said when I went to school, I just wanted to get in there, and you know, I was doing the same thing, working and going to school. So I get that aspect, but you know, if you're young, that's the best time to take advantage of of being able to do that and have that energy and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, how I feel is, like, um, I always had this problem in school where, like, I could not focus for nothing, man. Like, if it wasn't something I really cared about, I was, my mind was elsewhere. Like, dude, out, out the, the same window. way, dude. <laughs> you know, out the window. So, like, the satisfaction of learning something and then applying it the same day 
you know what I'm saying? And like, not only in school, but in with your everyday life, it's absurd. It's like, there's no feeling like it. it's satisfaction, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, dude, I, I'm the same way. And that's what I tell people too. I'm like, like, like I was one of those guys that couldn't wait to get out of high school, couldn't wait to get out of, you know, not have to do that anymore. And then like, I was like, man, I got to go to college. I got to do all this again. But once I got into HVAC school, now, how long did you say yours was? 10 months, not bad. And 10, it's so much months. cheaper. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> much cheaper, man. You, <laughs> you wouldn't even imagine. Like, um, my original schooling was going to cost, like, 60000 And then my whole class or my whole certification was um, 16000 And then financial aid covered six. So I paid 10000 for everything. And that's on a loan. So it's like oh, okay. very suitable, very, very suitable to a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Cause some of those, some of the trade schools that are like the crash course, you know, it's like six months or less, they get ri ridiculously expensive for some reason. But, um, I, I went through my college, I did the financial aid stuff. So that, that kind of took care of that. Um, but yeah, like once I got into, or once I found that it was the same thing for us, but it was like, uh, I think it was like every other day like there would be two days of lecture and then two days of of uh hands-on you know out in the back working on the walk-ins or uh whatever they have they had a lot of equipment that we were able to work on so that was amazing like you said you could learn it and then immediately you know put it to use how do you pump down a system you know you learn about it and then you go and do it like right away or take apart a compressor uh, do vacuums. We did a lot of recovery, charging. That a bunch of training boards. We even did stuff in the class. If we could get a training board, you know, or have little things to wire up. So I loved all that. So you learn it and you get to use it right away. That that's that's the best thing. So would you recommend a school, or, or do you think? Uh, um, so really, like the way I did I, it. I, did it help you, like, to go to school and then go out in the field? Oh yeah, no, no, tremendously. No, no, yeah. It was the way that like um like I'm gonna just tell you a, a very big misconception I've always heard from fellow technicians. So like as I was going to school or a little bit after, um, a lot of people just really think that once they finish trade school, they're like their life is set. You know what I mean? That's everything is set and clear in stone and it's gonna be you're well off. You know, no, it's it's not like that at all. You're gonna have to build work for everything you have and um yeah, that's something that like you know people just kind of you know um forget it's like it doesn't come right away you know yeah and some people like i don't know maybe they're already good with their hands they already have a good understanding they can go out and just get experience and go in the field and some people just learn better like that but i like you went to school i went to school it's a good way to get your basic knowledge um you know get your textbook stuff and then know all the the terms you know when you go out there and they're like what's your superheat and you're like i don't know what the hell that is exactly. that's not a good that's not a good start so you know get to learn all that in in the class apply it you know get tested on it basically you know you get to do all that and then you go out there they're going to appreciate that you know this stuff already that you know how to put on gauges or, or things like that i don't know that that stuff kind of goes a long way with with companies but it's not the only way you can go out there you know, if, if they're willing to train you, just go out there and get a job. Everybody, everybody's always looking. So there's always going to be a need for techs. Yeah, no, there is always demand. And uh, 
Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Is like it's, they they teach you kind of theory in school. Like you know, they don't really. No one can teach you what you're gonna see in the future or the the, the circumstances you're gonna deal with. But oh yeah, um, yeah, it's mainly just the theory. And then it, like it really de- like what's nice about like our industry. There's different schools. So say you wanted to go to you want to get your bachelor's and you can do your bachelor's. Oh, yeah. You go if you want to go to trade school, you can go to trade school. If you want to even test out to get your your universal or your EPAs, you can do that. So like that's what's really so nice with it, and um, like another thing is is like being uh, how do I say this? But so say um, right now um, I, I have my universal, and I don't have my mechanical contractor's license yet. How I do my installs is I have my own mechanical contractor that pulls my own permits, and you know we do our own thing from there. But um, right now I'm in the way, or I'm in I'm on my way to getting my mechanical contractor's license. So I could, mm-hmm. you know, do everything I have to do. But what's nice about that is I'm not in a program. I'm not in like, I'm in my own program of life, you know. So say like in my, one of my past careers is like you had to pass this test or you wouldn't, you'd have to wait another year and a half to get into this program, something like that. What's nice is it's very suitable for your life. That's just like something that's it's crazy, you know. It, like, yeah, and it's very easy to get into. Like, like I said, you can go to school route or you can just you know, see if a company will hire you and, and train you. There's always a way. Uh, Hughesman, can you give me another quick introduction? I showed up late. Uh, this is Anwar. So he's 24. He runs his own business, right? Now you're solely doing your business? Correct. He's already out there on his own. So uh, he does commercial and residential. A little bit of refrigeration, right? Yep. Do you, got, do you work on like ice machines, anything crazy, ice cream machines? Yeah, yeah, I work on ice machines, um, prep coolers. Um, I even know how to work on boilers, some hydronic systems, some plumbing, some electrical. Um, yeah, it's pretty vast. I actually man, got some pretty vast experience. Man, yeah, that's, well, refrigeration in itself, you run into so many different things. Um, and that's one thing that we don't do is, is like boilers or anything like that because, you know, down here, you don't need a lot of that stuff. Um but that's crazy. So you do you've covered everything basically. Yeah, you know. So what's nice, like, um, I pick. I'm not picking choose, but basically, um, so it's pretty vast, but it's not too much. So say like right now, I, like you said, I know how to work on boilers, but I only service them. I won't ever like install a whole piping system for a boiler, just because as a small business owner, I you know, and it wouldn't be the most logical thing to do unless I was comfortable with it. But I'll be honest, only four years in the industry, I'm not that you know, experience to do so. So it's nice. You can like pick and choose. So I've done some, like I said, boilers or I've done refrigeration, I've done commercial, um, HVAC. I've done just residential, I've done plumbing, electrical. It's crazy. Everything you learn, it's, you take it with you. So man, but yeah, only four years in, but I think you're doing a hell of a good job. Um, broadening your, your skills and stuff. Right. So and that's a good thing about being an HVAC tech. I, I feel like if you put anything in front of us, you know, we'll figure it out and we'll fix it. So uh, it's a very good skill to have. So like I, I have kids, so if I can pass it down to them, I, I sure as hell will. And if they can uh, at least learn how to fix things, you know, I'll be very happy. Yeah, no, we learn a lot of different stuff. You're right. It's like teaching someone how to fish. You know, it's a big difference, you know, it's teach someone how to fish and they're like, whoa, you know, I I know it's forever. (laughs) 
And then if anything, like like my kids, I would love them to be in the in the trade. But if anything, they don't want to be in the trade. You know, you buy a house, you can you know check your own AC uh, air conditioner. Uh, you can check. I, I work on my car too. I've worked on a lot of uh, like the air conditioning in my car. I've replaced the compressor, ra- uh, the ra- the condenser basically, uh, leaking line sets. You know, I've done all that stuff to my car because I kind of have a general knowledge of it. So like it goes a long way and you can be handy in other aspects around the house and stuff like that. So I, th- I think it's a good skill to, you know, you're, you're well-rounded when you're in HVAC tech. Like I said, we have to wire our, our own stuff in. We deal with like uh, drain lines, plumbing, you know, stuff like that. So very good, well-rounded skill. Oh, I want to say, I want to mention something. Um, man, the people you meet, man, you meet the, the coolest people, man. Like in our industry, I met some of the coolest people. And it's, um, yeah, it's like the like-minded people all trying to just support you. So it's, it's beautiful. I really want to, you know, shout out to all my people, you know, I, I, I wouldn't shut up if I started naming them. So I just want to say <laughs> shout out to all my people. I really appreciate y'all. Hey, there, there's so many now that, and it makes me so happy that there's more content coming out. Um, cause that was something I got questioned a lot too, was like, or that they would tell me that they want to post, but they're afra- afraid to, or, or this and that. And I'm like, just post. I'm like, you might know something that I don't, or somebody else doesn't know. And it can help them out. So I've learned a lot from random posts. It doesn't always have to be the same guys. Like uh, random people start posting and, and I see it. If I see like a little tip trick or how to do something that maybe I never thought of before, you know, that's cool. And it helps me out, makes my job easier for something. So I think everybody should should post their content. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who are like, kind of like that. That's why I like the my my HVAC visionary page because we're trying to like advocate, you know, even for the tech who are already in the field. Like the, y'all are this. y'all are pushing y'all are pushing the memes, the tech the tech tips, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, no, yeah, it's I want to make other like, I want to have other technicians post content too because there's a lot of like there's a lot there's a lot of technicians that do amazing work but don't really just post. You know what I mean? Like and the the industries or our community on at least especially on Instagram has been growing a lot, but there's, I, I still know there's a lot out there that do amazing work. I, but, you know. I know, man. And like when I started, you know, I had people like leaving negative comments or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I I do better work than you," and this and that. And I'm like, "Okay, post it. Like I don't care. Like post it." I would love to, you, I would love for you to enlighten me and how, how to do something like just post it. Like um, if it's helpful to somebody else, I, I'm, I'm all for it. So it's just, you know, it's just a, a community that's grown and I've been very happy to see it grow. And like I always tell everybody, if, I'm like, if I can do it, you can do it. I edit on my iPad now. I used to do it on my phone. I do all this stuff on my phone and my iPad. Like it's it's not that hard to do. Yeah, no, you're right. It's um, it's and then like the the stuff that comes with it. It's like the way I like before I started posting content, I was like, you know, I just want it just for advertising my business or just to um, you know, just to so people know what I'm up to. A lot of people are like always asking about where my whereabouts. What are you up to? What are you doing? And I was like, you know, I should probably post a few things just so people know what I'm doing or. Um, I like I advertise for my business and then I started posting, started meeting some more people. And then like, um, yeah, you get people who like look up to you too. You're like, man, you know, people like 
it's crazy. You know, I, I post just because I, I posted just because I wanted to share my experiences, and then people were like, "Whoa, we want more." And you're like, "Well, yeah, it's, it's crazy." And uh, Efren is in here. He wants to know how much different are the worlds between comfort cooling and refrigeration. Do you think there's a big difference from HVAC to refrigeration? Um, there's not too too big of a difference. Um, if you just look at like your refrigeration cycle, I think. Hold on. I actually got it on my wall. Oh, you got a. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Basically, it's just a few different components. But once you understand components a little bit better, and you understand like your saturation temps with different refrigerants, um, and and your valves, like your um, then you're pretty much good, at least in my opinion. Um, it's really just the, for me, it was just the components, the, um, the saturation types, the valves, and what else was it? And uh, freezers. Oh, freezers messed me up for a little bit of time because of the defrost timers. But yeah, then after a little bit of work, I in the kitchen on through. Yeah, and that's what I tell people too. It's all, it's all the same. It's all the same major components. You have a compressor evap condenser and a metering device it's just like the space that you're cooling the temperature you know a freezer it's going to be under zero and all the safeties in between there's not much difference um it's just you know different little safeties uh, parts you know stuff like that so like you said once you once you kind of figure things out see things um like Freezers are unique in their delays, uh, defrost timers, uh, de uh, what do you call it? The termination, all that stuff. Once you figure out what they do and what they're for, it's fine. You know, they go through their cycle, they have a delay or, or whatever, you know, then the unit kicks on. The compressor does the same thing in the AC world as it does in the uh, commercial refrigeration. So, to me, I always tell people it's it's the same thing. If you know how to do one, you know how to do the other. You'll just you'll learn the components as you go. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm glad he, he uh, Efron asked that because, um, yeah, it's it's not too far off. It's really just like like you said, like just a few uh, parts, like how your refrigeration system is a bit different, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, he had also asked on Instagram. Uh, if you find yourself interested in any, any different career and what would you do, I guess, if you weren't doing HVAC? I actually don't. don't know. <laughs> no, no. Like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of bad. I'm saying that, but yeah, no, not really. Um, yeah, no, I've never, um, no, not really. I've always known. I've always liked HVAC. Nothing ever draws me away from it. Like that's, what's so beautiful about it is it's anything that I feel that, um, is it's a hard pill to swallow but everything that is hasn't worked for me has been my fault because i know how beautiful the street is you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you, uh, you, you learn as you go you struggle here and there but yeah no but that's um, it's, so, it's been beautiful to me that i can't you know what i mean i i love it i haven't had a reason to want to leave it yeah and that's what i you know that's what i say too is like uh it, it's not for everybody it's stressful at times you know there's long hours uh, if you do commercial or even supermarket type of stuff, you know, that's middle of the night calls, uh, weekends, whenever the stuff goes down, like 
that stuff used to get to me because I'm like, how does this equipment always give out on the weekend? Like it's never during the week, during normal hours or anything like that. I used to get so frustrated. So once you get over that, a lot of it's like mental, right? Uh, if you're, as long as you take care of yourself, you know, if you're out in the sun, you're in an attic, stay hydrated, take your breaks if you need them, uh, get a, you know, like a umbrella or something, a nice hat that covers you, take care of your body. But other, other than that, it's like mental stuff. So yeah, um, everybody gets frustrated in this trade, but once you know how to deal with it or, or get over that, everything else is great you know the work once you get the hang of it it's great once you start making the money it's great so there's there's so many more benefits than i think negative things so like like i said with you guys uh hvac visionaries i hope you guys uh, continue to you know show everybody the ropes and and the young guys you know the good and the bad but more the good yeah no it's um yeah, no, I, that's the goal, man. We're trying to, you know, definitely advocate for people to um, part, start posting more content, get into the trade, show, you know, show definitely a, a better experience of it. You know, there's so many different, you know, good vibes that into it. Where? Oh, here he is. Adam's in the chat, too. Hey. We got almost all the uh, HVAC visionaries in here. It, it's okay. So it's Anwar's in it. And then it's Adam Wolf of HVAC. Hmm. Pure, pure on parole, um, Efren. Then you got Jeffy Pipes. Mm -hmm. And who's what's the other guy's name? Uh, G Tours. His, his name is Garrett. Garrett. Okay. I couldn't remember his name. And that's it, right? Yep. Just us five. Okay. Yeah. So there's five guys. If you guys didn't know, uh, check out HVAC Visionaries on Instagram and TikTok. Yep. All right. Let me see if there was any other questions. Hey, what, what tool bag are you rocking? I always like to ask people like what oh, they yeah. got going on. So um, I'm actually rocking my TP5B. Um, I actually, I got oh, it. In that's a, right. I got it in a giveaway. I wanted by HVAC Diablo. I was, I was hyped. I want that. <laughs> How do you like that one? Uh, it's, it's really nice. Um, I actually, uh, I'm rocking it with the satchel. I think I, I, I was talking to you about that. I uh, came with like three different ways to use them. You either got like a belt clip or you got a, like a like a like a satchel you could use or sorry a handlebar you could use oh yeah um but yeah i ended up just using the satchel i was using my like my tech pack my backpack before that but man when you're doing residential that thing is heavy and big it's bulky so i don't really need too too much anymore if i'm just doing service i just need the tp5b with all my stuff and i'm good so you, you that's someone that you grab like for daily type of work yep yeah oh that's it's awesome so you got the, was it the, what'd you say? The five? Yeah, the TP5B. Yeah. TP5B. And then you got the tech pack backpack. Yeah. The thing, I think the LT, I forgot which one it is, but yeah, I know it's the backpack. It's one of the older ones. Yeah. I have the backpack too. I don't really use it anymore. Um, you know, I kept getting, you know, smaller and smaller trying to see what kind of a loadout I can do to where I can troubleshoot and do most of my repairs without having to get that big backpack. So yeah, I feel you. I, I only take the backpack down if I'm doing like really major uh, repairs where I need a lot of like wrenches and, and different kind of nut drivers and stuff. So, uh, 
Were were you using? Are those the only two bags you have? You that so before the before you won that one, you were using the backpack. Yep, yep. I just used that and uh, my pack out. Oh man, my back! I I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I can't yeah. carry this thing every day. <laughs> yeah, it's it gets it gets really really heavy, man. Especially if you're like, I was using it for residential, and like it gets you know it gets tight in residential. So like, I was like, I need to change, and then so I just so happened to win a giveaway, and there was the bag I wanted, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm 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 hyped. Brian, I appreciate the Vito King comment. <laughs> uh you got that tp double xl that's the one that i got now um the blackout one that's that's a cool one they have i can't say too much i don't know if anybody from Vito's in here but that's some really cool stuff coming out so next year even better uh zach i like the otmc and tech mc uh tech mc yeah that's another popular one that people go with um because my my backpack is like an mc it's a smaller one did you have the smaller one or the bigger backpack oh no i had the bigger one i had like the bigger oh, one. Oh man that one's even bigger because i had the mc one i had the L- i think the lt i think it's called the lt oh okay yeah man those things i'm so glad i, I got another bag because I, I was like for every day service i really needed to save my back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, with me, it just was like getting really annoying. I didn't need to carry all that stuff for, just, like, I'd carry my big old backpack just to use my screwdriver and my drill. And I was like, "Come on." <laughs> um, I'm guilty of that too. You know, grabbing the meter and like an all-in-one and maybe some pliers. I'll just go yep. up to the roof, put them in my pocket or something. Yep. Oh yeah. That. Yep. Uh, Zach, appreciate the super chat, man. Uh. Oh yeah, and then the backpack. The backpacks suck. I don't know if you when you go through like roof hatches. Oh yeah. You, you oh, ever get, like, you ever the get stuck? Loops. The little loops. Yeah, yeah. That's happened to me so many times. The little loops on the side, and I'm like, oh, and I get stuck. I was like, yeah. Have you ever gotten? It's it's happened so many times. Oh wait, I was just, I, I got a question for you, Adrian. It's funny. What's up? Hey, um, you ever see restaurant owners with a knife trying to turn the thermostat? Actually, I don't think I've caught anybody doing that. Never? I don't think so. For like the walk-ins or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that before. I'm like, I've... I, walked in, I walked in and I'm like, huh? <laughs> uh, I feel like I have. I feel like I've, or yeah, I think I have seen that. But like, it's been a long time. But like, you know, I go there and I'm like, why are you messing with, like, putting it all the way down is not going to do anything. Like, if it's not working, just call us. The same thing with the 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 ACs, they'll put them like at 50 or 60, whatever it goes down to. And it's like, and they're like, yeah, it was, it wasn't working. We thought it was going to work, you know, after a while, but here it is like late at night, they call me and I'm like, well, now I have to go out there late at night or on the weekend. Yeah. I always try to, I always always try to tell people your thermostat will just run until your house gets that low. But, or like the one that, the one that really gives me um, so many bad blowers because of it, but like, um, whenever people leave the thermostat, like the, the blower or the their fan on, on, that's so common. I don't know if you run into that a lot, or I'm sure a lot of it, like service or residential techs will say that, but a lot of people will leave the thermostat, like the fan setting on the thermostat on. 
Oh, I never thought about that for residential. That's even worse. Yeah, they like, literally just run, 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 run. Yeah, run. I, I've seen it for commercial, and I'm like, are you guys like <laughs> doing that on purpose? Because like, like when it gets hot, they're just getting hot air, and they start having all these other issues with like condensation and different things. And I'm like, you see this little button here? Just automatic. Leave it, leave, leave it alone. You can ch change the temperature if you want. Whatever, just leave it on auto. Um. But I never thought about that for residential. Like that's there's no reason to have it on on. Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot more common than you think. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, it's yeah, it's, it's like oh, yeah. All right, guys, in the chat, I'm gonna look through the chat. If you guys have any questions for Anwar, let me know. Uh, we are a little over an hour, so I don't want to keep him too long. So I got a lot of people in here. Uh, Zach here. Uh, the fan is only designed to mix air, but it uh, just re-evaporates condensate on the evap coil. Ends up bad. Yeah, there, there's just issue after issue. There should really be no reason to do um, or to leave it on on. And we have so many issues right now. Like, I don't know who installed. Because we have a, I mean, I don't want to, I don't like giving out the customers, but it's a pizza place um a lot of their equipment and it happens with the ones that have some of them have commercial or for the most part their rooftop units a few of them have a uh, split systems because i guess the uh, space is kind of small uh, a lot of them are having this issue where their kitchen is too hot now i don't know if it's because it was a different business before because it's always in the strip mall Maybe it was something before and they converted it to a, a kitchen. Maybe it was an office space before or something. I don't know what it was. But like the back, like on one of them, the back gets super cold and the kitchen gets super hot. But then like the back AC has duct running to the kitchen. So if that back one is not running, the kitchen gets very hot. So like I don't like to do a lot of duct work. I don't like to do, I don't want to reinstall anything. So, you know, we were like, hey, we're going to uh, close off some vents in the back because it gets way too damn cold. We're going to put you a sensor in, in the middle somewhere where it reads both sides or some of the kitchen. And then we're going to redirect some of your duct, you know, just to balance it out. Because, I, like, I don't know, some of these, I would like to think that all installers all companies like install it properly. And, and I've even been told that in my comments and stuff, they're like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. It was designed for that. Or it was installed. It, the installer could do nothing wrong. Right. I'm like, I don't know. You should see some of the, the places I go to. Like it's, it's ridiculous how hot one area is and cold. Another is like, there's something going on there. So it's not properly designed or it's not balanced. Um, we have a lot of those too where it's not balanced, right? The doors get stuck or, you know, for the commercial buildings, yep. they have a hard time opening the, the doors and stuff. And I'm like, well, we need to balance your air and all that. So I don't know. We run into a lot of that where I, I don't think stuff is, I don't know if it's not installed right or not designed right for the purpose that it needs to be like a kitchen and uh that's been giving me like headaches recently yeah oh man you should see in michigan man 
the, the, the like some of the duck designs are like absurd. Um, like a lot of the houses in Michigan, like three story homes, um, they're most of them are like, yeah, basically most of them will have two furnaces in the basement, never on in the attic. So oh. it's always, always a hot attic and a cold basement. So it's like, yeah, we see it a lot, poor duct design. Um, yeah. And then sometimes like when it's, especially when it's already furnished, like building or house, you're like, well, well what am I going to do here? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's already there and you have to deal with it. Uh, so do you guys do any of that stuff that the duct work or designing? Um, I only, only with my mechanical contractor. So, um, I'll be honest. No, I don't, um, like I'm not the best at see if I'm calculating, like a little calculating. Yeah. I mean, I'm really not like, I'd rather just, um, have my mechanical contractor. I always ask him for his, you know, his two cents on it. And then I'll let him really deal with, um, that. And then I'll do with the installation, you know, which is perfectly fine. I, I subcontract a lot. I don't, I don't know everything. I don't like to do everything. Um, I do want to, I kind of thought about it recently. I do want to take the time to learn more things. So like, I do want to learn the hot side, even though I don't want, I don't really want to do it. Uh, but it would be a good skill to have. And then I want to do more or learn more about ductwork, uh, designing. I the last time I probably did a heat low calculation was in school. So, I mean, I, there's so many things that I could learn or brush up on. So that's, that's kind of my goal for the, the near future to get into more um, stuff like that especially because i've been running into it a lot where it's like you know our quick fix is redirecting ducts to kind of balance you know the the cold air coming out that we have more cold air going in the kitchen versus you know the an empty space which makes no sense but you know the back back room or it's like a a place where they have their like their desk and computer for the managers you know that room has like 10 ducts or 10 vents and i'm like why do you need all this cold air like there's nothing going on back there it's just empty and then the kitchen is struggling over there to keep up so you know that's our quick fix for now but i would like to get more into that and and kind of learn you know other aspects but there's there's no shame if you don't know something you know go ahead and subcontract uh, i think that's something i had to learn too is when i when i started i hated asking for help uh, i was a little too prideful but I had to learn, like, it's okay, you know, ask either for, like, help as far as, like, tech support or if you need to subcontract something, something that we don't do, like, like I said, duct work or anything with, with that aspect that's not servicing or, or repairs, um, it's okay to mm -hmm. get somebody else to come in. It's, it's not, I guess I used to see it as, like, competition or, like, I also, it was also for my pride, right? I was like, I can't fix it. Like that's, that's not right. I should be able to fix everything, but um, yeah, asking for help, subcontracting. It's once you get over that pride, um, anything that helps your company or helps your customers is, is what's best. You're hundred percent right, man. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. You know, I'm like, you know, I definitely could relate to that. And like, once you realize it's for like the better good, like, you know, you're like, I don't even want to waste my time on it. Or like, I don't want to go through the headache or the time or the, you know, whatever your, your reputation, you're just like, I want to go as smooth as possible. And, you know, like you said, uh, you're like, it's sometimes it's not worth it, you know, or like sometimes it's like, you just got to say, Hey, I'm not comfortable or just, you know, ask for help. Yeah. You get it. If you get in over your head and you start like screwing up to that kind of level, like you don't know what you're doing and you're just, 
making it worse. It's like, yeah, you need to to get over your pride and kind of ask for help. Yeah, for the most part, because it's easy, man. Like people, especially nowadays, people are so willing to are so generous with you know what they want to teach you. It's almost like it's hard not to say it's hard to fail, but if you're doing your best, it's almost like it's hard to fail in our industry. Especially yeah, and, doing your best, you know. Yeah, and then like even uh, if you have friends, like I said, I have a buddy that does residential work, right? He throws me commercial work. I, I throw him residential work. Uh, so it's good to know other companies for that kind of reference. Like they can refer each other. It's good to know plumbers. It's good to know electricians, you know, different fields. Because like we have a, we have an electrician that we're friends with now. And anytime they need uh, work done at any restaurant that we do, you know, we're, we're not licensed or anything to do that kind of work like the the complicated stuff so then he goes in there and he can do you know breaker panels he can do the parking lot lights you know all this stuff that we don't do and then when he gets asked for like a referral on like an ac system they'll call us because he's like oh i know these people so it's always good to to network and do stuff like that yeah no you're 100 percent right <clears throat> yeah you're uh, some really cool people man i'm sorry right here yeah, Brian here was like, uh, Burger King was so bad that when you open the door, it pulled out of your hand. I've seen that. I've seen that once. I think it was a wing place. Like, literally, like, I had a hard time opening the door, and there was people, like, you know, girls and stuff. Like, they were there, like, trying to get the door open. Like, it's it's ridiculous, but they won't do anything about it. Um, some companies, and it's it's funny because it's always the uh, the bigger companies, the bigger chains restaurants they don't they actually spend less money or they don't want to waste money on repairs until they absolutely need to i've had people like i used to do ihops and denny's you know all those big national companies whatever and i actually knew the owners because they were they were local um they're millionaires and then they would fight every invoice they would be questioning things here and there and then like i would recommend so many things and they're like nah like we'll wait till it breaks like completely breaks so you know that stuff doesn't get fixed half the time yeah uh seeing load calc and duct design will change your world in central ac i think more people need to to just know all this stuff like i like i said i did this stuff in school i already forgot honestly same here same, same here. So I, I, need I, was, to, I was taught it, but never like I like I haven't utilized it to where I'm comfortable to be like, all right, let me take on this full job, you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are like that. A lot of people don't know how to do the uh, calculations, or are not aware that they're oversizing systems, undersizing systems. I've seen it a lot too. So I think we all need to get into that kind of aspect and make sure that we. Because I know for sure I run into systems and I'm like, everything looks good and it's still not cooling. There has to be an issue with the design or the, or the sizing of the equipment. So um, it's good to I, – I need to brush up on mine. Yeah, no, no, same here. Yeah, especially if you're you're dealing with some rooms aren't dealing with enough CFM or whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's so even, many – Even with troubleshooting, you're right. Even with troubleshooting, you know, it's, it's like a constant issue. Oh, we're not getting enough air or – not cool enough you know yeah it's like recently the well this this was somebody that kind of messed me up 
I went into check an AC system and I'm like, I could not figure out. I was like, everything's working fine or that I could tell just by looking at it. But I was like, we're not getting, we're not getting proper airflow and, and this and that. And it was a, a unit that I had worked on, but I had fixed it about a year ago. And I had been there a few times for other calls and it was always nice and cold in there. You know, it was working good. The AC I'm more than sure somebody had, a they had, another company go out or something because finally I'm like, let me just start checking everything. Like I was assuming that everything was working because I had seen it working a year ago, right? No broken belt, nothing crazy. The coils look clean. Then I realized that the blower motor was running backwards. And I was like, I was like, who did this? I was like, it was working a year ago. So obviously somebody had come in and put a motor at some point and then they just, crossed the wires which i thought was weird because they're color-coded and they were not color-coded because they spliced them they didn't put the colors back matching so then you know at that point it's reversed and it's blowing the other way and i'm like man i was racking my brain on it and it's just you know something basic you know it's always it's always something dumb or, or basic so you always have to kind of step back and look at your basics and uh, that's why i said like heat load calculations and duct work, you know, that's kind of, that should be basics. You know, we should all kind of get back into that and learn to check that at least, you know, cause you never know what you run out, run into out there. And it's, it's never super complicated. It's a hardly ever super complicated. It's usually like airflow or, or something basic. Yeah, no, this, yeah, you're right. There's cause and effect with everything. And um, it's for the most part, it's usually simple. For the most part, I'd always just do like static pressure, make sure my static pressure is fine. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. But yeah, I definitely should like touch up on my um, load calculation because say if I want to like design a, you know, um, system, that definitely would be handy. I think it opens up a little more for you and like your business. So like I said, that's something that I've been thinking about. Um Oh, and Zach here was like, I think guys are tempted to oversize because they think that works better. I actually had this issue recently. There was one, like I was mentioning the, the pizza shops. You know, I mentioned one that was hot in the kitchen, cold in the back. There was another one that had something similar. And, but I think the whole building, like the unit, the, it had two split systems. Uh, I forgot the tonnage, but uh, it couldn't keep up. Their kitchen was always getting too hot and we're there and we're like, it's, it's working. You know, you have a pretty good superheat sub cool. The lines are sweating. Everything like visibly is pretty good. Uh, and another company came in because we we're thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? We'll kind of do the, like what I said, the quick fix for us is go through, make sure we balance out all the vents so that if there's a cold spot, you know, we kind of redirect it to a hot spot. You know, it's just whatever I could do because I could not, I'm not going to redo the ducks. I'm not going to redesign the whole thing. But another company came in and they're like, hey, we'll just add another. I was confused at first. I thought they, I thought at first they wanted to upgrade one of the units, right? Make it bigger, more cold air will solve everything. Uh, they actually wanted to add another because they had, like I said, two. They, act, they wanted to add a third split system to help the kitchen. And I was like, you know, you're going to open up another can of worms. You know, there's air balancing. There's going to be condensation probably. 
there's going to be a whole a whole other thing but there's companies out there that are like what zach says they think it's better to go bigger but then i think you you kind of cause other problems so like I said, I'm trying to educate myself on the duct work, the sizing, the heat load uh, calculation, all that. But not a lot of companies uh, care about that. They're just like, it's bigger. It'll it'll be better. Yeah, no, uh, you definitely see a lot. Uh, like a lot of units are oversized or, um, yeah, or met, like sheet metal isn't right. You see that all the time. Like it's not it's not insulated right, so it's not really gonna do the job. So, yeah, we see we do see that a lot out here. Yeah, I I kind of rely on like Jeff and Mike Flynn to kind of yeah like okay that that's how it should be done. Yeah, I've uh, I've picked up a lot of my installs because of them. You know, I'm like oh, hmm hmm I'm just <laughs> like especially yeah. like the, they're out, like you know like the way they do line sets or um you know like your low voltage wiring how they run it through and I'm like oh, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll take that you know and, and, and some people are like oh there he's being or any of them are being extra they're doing it doing yeah. it for the gram or whatever i'm like no like that's pride right i i've always been like that now i don't do installs so i can't do what jeff does uh if i show my work or like if i was showing my work 10 years ago or whatever i was doing all those little straight lines but for walk-ins and stuff but like the the rest of the unit looks so shitty, like it wouldn't even look good. You know, my little piece that I fixed, Man. if I'm running a new piece of line set for like you know so many feet, that looks great. You know, that's perfect. But I don't know. I would never take pictures because like all the other stuff looked crappy. But uh, I don't think it's being extra. I think like even like I said myself, I was always worried about straight lines, clean lines. I was always doing bending. I had the old school one that you kind of like bend by hand um but it's cool now to see like those guys and like you you said you learned from them i've learned from them um put that out on on social media so that everybody else can be like oh i need to step up my game or i need to do that too or, or whatever it is yeah no i feel you on that about saying about um posting the stuff because sometimes like it doesn't look as clean um like sometimes i've had to use old line sets or sometimes i've had to um our service service never looks pretty for the most part you know unless you're doing high-end yeah. service you know like unless you're doing like really high-end service for the most part it's you know um or unless pms of course you know pms is like total you know clean clean but for the most part service is like you know especially when you're busy just figure out the problem yeah, you're just you're trying to knock it out and i do that a lot too because the customers won't pay for a big uh, bid or, or contract or whatever they want a decent price so i reuse line sets uh sometimes i'll reuse you know a certain amount if it's good if it's in good condition you know sure i'll use it i'll try to keep, make my part clean you know and, and take pride in my side of it but uh, we all deal with that i think it's just when you post that some people will come out and be like why didn't you replace yeah and like, everything or yeah, sometimes you just don't have the option. So whether it's like no. the lid or like, so say I was doing an install and basically this line set, um, it's running through a basement and right, right off the entry hole from outside, there's um, it goes right into the ceiling of the of the sh of the basement bathroom. So I have no access. Like I can't. I can literally have no access to, unless I take apart the drywall. 
Oh, yeah. So, you know, like it's either one or the other. So it's either I take off the drywall, and, you know, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Bathroom. Sometimes it, sometimes it's not worth it. You got to do all this other stuff and it's just going to make – to me, it's like, you know, you're going to cause headaches or, or just, you know, stuff is not possible sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, a, it's definitely crazy. Like you, it's contagious when, you, like you're saying – about posting good work, you know, or like posting your, you know, it doesn't even have to be the greatest, but people seeing your work, you know, um, like your experiences and, you know, it definitely it does its part. Uh, Mario here, I guess when he, when he does restaurant service, they have to balance the exhaust and makeup during a PM. I just, I kind of go through it. Um, we try to go over, do we try to go through everything on a PM. It's nice when you have time. Uh, sometimes I'm trying to do a lot. Uh, I have a customer that gives me a deadline to do like 20 stores. So, you know, some, some stores, some months, I might not get to do it as good as I want to, but you do what you can. Uh, let's see. Yeah. If a building is negative, you'll have problems with the AC. There, there's, I don't like the the customers, you know, at these restaurants and stuff. They don't understand like the balancing is a big deal. I have a lot that have, uh, I want to say it's a yeah. The, the exhaust they'll fix because that's you know if it gets, it's not working they'll it'll be smoky in the kitchen or, or whatever. The makeup air they could care less. I have a lot of customers that are like yeah we'll get to it eventually but they don't do it and then, I'm telling you know the. The store manager, like, it's not approved. I can't do anything yet. Um, and they're like, and I'm like, that's why your doors are hard to open or this and that. That's why you have condensation here or there. You know, when it gets approved, I'll, I'll do it. But a lot of them don't even get to it. That's a sad part. A uh, big part of HVAC we are seeing in Michigan from cities and code is air balancing on new duct installs. Yeah, air balancing. I think air balancing and duct and heat co heat load calculations are, are a big. I think that's a big thing to get into right now because not a lot of. I think a lot of companies went away from it. And then uh, Chris here just got done working for a beverage company. It was a disaster. I enjoyed the HVAC side though. HVAC all the way, man. Yeah, I've never seen the, the beverage side of uh, of our industry. Uh, I'm, I'm I think I don't think it's fun because I see those tubes all the time. No, um, I used to do we used to do gas stations, and that's where we we would run into those guys. And you know they're there; those things go down a lot too. I I feel like, and they're there in the lobby, you know, working on all that stuff. But I've never worked on a beverage. Uh, like anything with beverages, I the most I do is ice machines, but that's about it. Yeah, same here. I think the most I've seen is like, or the most I've done is like beer coolers. I've never done any beverage stuff like that. I've oh, seen, yeah. I've seen like the kegs and stuff, but never, I've never ever worked on it. Yeah, we don't have any right now, but we used to do a lot of beer coolers, um, and wine coolers, and then uh, <clears throat> the ones that I hate doing right now are the ice machines that have or the fast food chains that have an ice machine at the drive-thru because when that thing goes down i have to get in there and there, you know there's people going through like crazy i hate that that's the worst thing i hear right now yeah or with um 
Yeah, no, ice, ice machine, you have to be a different breed. I'm going to be honest. That's like one of my... And it, and it yeah. takes a long time. Yes, yeah, it takes it as the delays. And then it has, um, like, your. it takes a minute for your pressures to get regulated. And then your ice, oh, man, you have to wait till the ice the coil freezes up and defrosts. And, yeah, no, it, you have to be, like, I, like to work on an ice machine, um, you got to be really good with your electrical and your refrigeration side and your plumbing. Like, yeah, I, there's a lot of water-cooled ones that I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and water. That's that's like I said. That was a. Those are, they're, they're a little bit of a headache, but it's the same thing, right? The only difference, like like you were saying, is is to me is the water. That's a big thing that goes out. It could be like a filter that they never changed. It could be a water valve or or something to do with the water. Yeah, the whole but, Yeah, yeah, but um, what sucks is like when it's not working and you don't know what the problem is. You have to run a couple of cycles of it, make, maybe making bad ice or it doesn't want to come off the evaporator or whatever. And then you go into like troubleshooting and fixing it. And then you got to wait another like two or three cycles to make sure that that ice is working and it's, you're getting good ice and stuff. So there's like, and each one of those could take 15 to 20 minutes. So you do it a couple of times to check it, kind of do your repair. And then another few times to check it again. And by that time, you were there for a few hours or, or whatever it is. Yeah, not including people being on your head. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we want ice and it's hot and it's, you know what I mean? There's no room for mistakes. How they they get and the customer, the people that, you know, that, that are ordering food and stuff, they get so pissed when they don't when they don't have ice. Yeah. And they get mad at the manager and then the manager's like, are you, are you almost done? Or they're rushing you. And I'm like, I'm trying. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it, you have to be a different breed to work on ice machines. I, I worked on them. I'm not the most confident on them. I know, I know how like, um, I've seen, I've worked on them, but like, I'm not a master of it at all. I'll tell you that. Like, one thing, um, it's the, it's the, the like the the pressure part of it that throws me off on on the ice machines, just because there's like so many different solenoid coils, and then it has the water, the water cooled coils always throw me off. Always, always. Yeah. <clears throat> I have one recently that I couldn't even look. It was hard to look at because they have it up against the wall. And the side that was up against the wall, I needed to remove the panel. So it was like a whole thing. But I was trying to look for all my solenoids because I was like, one of them's not working. And I finally found it and pain in the ass to change. But yeah, different different breed, like you said. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's satisfying. Not to, like, yeah, you're right. It's satisfying. I've, I've only worked on maybe like 10 in my career, but like, it's very, very satisfying. When you, when you figure it out, rewarding, you know, satisfying. It's it's a good feeling. Yeah, out here, we barely have any ice, like people who work on ice machines, barely. Unless it's oh, a really? big company, but like independent, um, like people who like run their own businesses, barely. Because it's like specialty work. It's like, um, you know, um, you don't find too many people who work on refrigeration or boilers or strictly duct work or like, you know, uh, it, it, it makes it harder. To fire. It's less common. Yeah, I think uh, that, that's why my dad does really well here. There's not a lot of good hot side techs. He actually gets uh, asked to come out to like cities that are like four hours away just because nobody there can fix it. Uh, recently, he took over a local like gas station chain because somebody went out there or two companies went out there and they couldn't fix it. But he goes out there and he figures it out or whatever. So. <clears throat> with anything we need more good techs yep yeah you're right you're right uh okay so is there any advice you want to give to 
Any of the new guys? Before any we get off? Um, yeah, no. Um, any advice I'd want to give to newer guys? Um, yeah, no, one thing I'd definitely say is um, yeah, just keep um, – stay, stay true to your vision and um, basically um, keep your faith high because – Nowadays, we're like I, I don't like how I say this. We're in we're in America. We're a land of opportunity. You know, we could wake up and almost do whatever we want to put our our hearts to. Um, so yeah, one thing I want to you know uh, right now it may not be the brightest time. You know, I don't know who may be hearing this, but um, yeah, just keep your your faith high and your um, stay true to your vision and if you keep working at it. It's bound to happen. So that's one thing I want to definitely let them know because you know it's it's a very fruitful industry. Like the first few years are as rough as they get, you know. Like the first yeah. few, few, like the first few years, you're not gonna, you're not like, you're gonna have to accept that you don't know everything. You know, you're gonna have to really like um, get out of your comfort zone. It's gonna change you a little bit, but the first few years are rough. But once you get past that, it's it's very very um, fruitful. That's awesome, man. And you're a good example. Running a business as as young as young as you are, it's a great um, accomplishment. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck, but you're, you're killing it. So I appreciate you being on the show and, you know, sharing your story. My pleasure to be here. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so everybody in the chat, I know we saw quite a bit of people. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram. Are, are you on anything else or just Instagram? No, um, just Instagram. Okay. Uh, Anwar, H-V-A-C-R. Uh, and then also the HVAC Visionaries, which is Instagram and TikTok. Great group of guys, you know, they're, like I said, pushing for uh, younger people to get in the trade, which, like I said, I wish I would have seen that when I was younger. I didn't know about this trade. Um, I got into it because of my dad, but I wish I would have known about it sooner or just, you know, shown how cool it was, honestly. So I appreciate you all doing that. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to sign out i appreciate everybody for for tuning in and i'll see you guys take care y'all pleasure pleasure being here all right well cue the outro